Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Flincham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. I didn't care about the weather like that when I was a kid. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, today is another day. Yeah, I think it's something that happens <laughs> when you're in your 30s or your late 20s, and you're just suddenly caring about the weather a lot oh I do it all the time (laughs) I do it all the time I love it (laughs) so welcome to this isn't like dad chat or mom chat this is a fiddle and pipe podcast with we talk about the weather and things (laughs) we we talk about fiddles and pipes and the weather I guess we could have like a mom chat on patreon where we just talk about things like the weather (laughs) yeah if you actually want to listen to stuff like that uh, check out our Patreon mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe because we have an extra podcast called Fiddle and Pipe Happy Hour where we, where we basically talk about things like this sometimes. And Yeah, sometimes we have a theme. We'll do a game like a trivia or something that we can do virtually and other times it'll just be uh, shooting the shit about our days or the weather or whatever we have on our minds. It's a good time. Yeah, of course. Always is. But you are listening to Fiddle and Pipe. Uh, I am a Brittany Ross. That is Catherine Flencham over in Hello. Denver, where the leaves are starting to turn. Finally. <laughs> well, not in Denver, but in Boulder, I guess. I guess, yeah. Denver and Boulder are like the same city. I need to get further in the mountains. <laughs> They're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to disagree. I mean, aren't they close? I mean, they're close, but they're not, like, the same city. How far away is Boulder from you? Different vibes. Different vibes. Boulder? Yeah. Like, ugh, with traffic? Mm-hmm. Like, hour? Okay, that's not the same city, then. Yeah. I thought they were, like, next to each other. <laughs> My bad. I've clearly never been anywhere, so... You, ju- you just need to come to Colorado yourself and just explore. I really do. And then you'll see. Yeah, I don't really have an excuse for not going out to visit you yet. We, <laughs> we tried this geography thing one time on Patreon. <laughs> So enough with mom chat. Let's talk about New Moon, which is... Not about mom chat. (laughs) I guess something that moms would probably be into. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Actually. Because they're like, what are my kids reading? And then they read it and they're like, huh. And they have a book club about it. And we are that book club. Yes. To help out the mom chats. So thanks, mom chats. Exactly. For joining our book club. Yes. We are talking about chapters uh, 12, 13, 14, and 15 today, yeah. which is... A lot of chapters. Th- these are a lot of chapters. A lot happens in these chapters, actually. We, we get a lot of reveals. A lot of the foreshadowing, t- like, you know, comes alive. Yeah. I feel like last episode was a lot, too. Like, a lot suddenly happened out of nowhere. Yes. Okay, do you see this difference that... Because remember in Twilight, I remember when we were reading it last year, we were so bored mm-hmm. and angry mm-hmm. because it was i mean in until like two-thirds of the way through the book it was just filler content we're like kind of like telling bella like come on like he's a vampire you moron mm-hmm. like here we're getting like okay in the beginning edward breaks up with bella mm-hmm. it's like oh wow like we didn't expect that something happens right off the bat yeah yeah and then it gets weirder with like this weird thruple awkward thing with jacob and then that weird movie date that horrible date and just like oh edward's voice and 
popping up all the time. Yeah. And Bella's trying to be reckless. Like, there's actual content happening in this book. I'm still not finished <laughs> with it yet. I think I read through chapter 18 last night. But it is definitely a better book than Twilight. There are still a lot of moments that make me irrationally angry. Like, I feel like all of last episode, I was irrationally angry. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Because Bella's still dumb, unfortunately. Like, you just can't change yeah. the character you made partway through your book. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I'm not a writer. I'm just a violinist, so what do I know? Yeah, same. I'm just a flutist. What do I know about writing? I was going to say, you're also a violinist? No. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> not good at that. Uh, you remember when I tried to teach you to play violin? Yeah. Um, I did not do good with that. <laughs> I got so confused. So the cliffhanger from last, I was supposed to say last season, last episode, <laughs> Bella was laying in bed and um, contemplating, or no, she's like dreaming that Jacob turned to Edward and then vanished. And then she woke up to something scratching her window. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, scary, like tree. What is that? My window. Tree branches at the window kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You are hardcore led to believe that it's Victoria. But is it? No. It's Jacob, who somehow climbed to the tippy top of this evergreen spruce tree. And it's, like, comically tilting really far. And I'm surprised it didn't... A, I'm surprised it didn't break. I'm surprised, like, he didn't fall and hurt himself. I'm surprised that no one notices this man who's not wearing a shirt hanging literally at the top of an evergreen tree. Have you seen an evergreen tree, though, like, in person? Yeah, that's, like, what Christmas trees are. Oh, I'm thinking, like, bigger, like, a bigger one. Not kind of, not, like, not, like, Christmas tree size, but, like, with a heavy trunk. I'm not, like, a frequent flyer in the Northwest, but I've been in the vegetation forest part of the Northwest at points in my life. Mm -hmm. And the trees are huge. And they look strong, and they look huge. I'm assuming that tree is just big, and it can handle Jacob. I'm just thinking, like, of a tall, like, strong evergreen tree, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I'm thinking of something bigger. So I was like, maybe it can handle him. So I just looked it up because I'm not an arborist or anything. Same. But (laughs) most spruce trees don't get that big. And they're very, like, wispy. They have, like, one center thing that grows straight up. And they have the little branches that come off of it. So they're pretty flexible trees. Oh, okay. It kind of makes me skeptical about really supporting his weight. I don't know. Maybe it's just a badass tree. <laughs> like, maybe it had some powers. I think that this is the most unrealistic part of the book so far. Maybe it's just a badass tree. Like, maybe it has the miracle grow in there. And- <laughs> miracle grow. <laughs> yeah, it has a miracle grow. And- wow, it was, it was a real miracle because that tree is strong AF. So, look at that. <laughs> maybe it is... Like, a wear tree, so it has, like, super strength. Yeah, it has, like, super strength, and it can handle... It's like Edward, or Jacob. God, I'm gonna gonna get their names all mixed up in this chapter <laughs> section again, too. They're basically the same person. Like, Jacob is basically just a, supposed to be an emotional stand-in for Edward, and I hate it. I'm so over I'm so over this book. <laughs> but it gets better. I can feel my anger <laughs> rising again. So, he... 
taps at the window, I guess, and he's like, Bella, let me in. And Bella's like, what the actual fuck is happening? Like, why are you at the top of the tree? How is the tree not breaking? So she opens the window and lets him in. And he basically parkours it into her, like, window. He, like, flies, like, he basically, I guess, like, thrusts his body. Like, I imagine, like, he's, like, kind of, like, leaning against the tree, mm-hmm. like, his weight against the tree. And then he, like, springs himself forward, like, jumps forward into the window. And he's like, parkour. Be like it's in there it seems very like looney tunes-esque to me this section like he uses the, the tree to like slingshot off of it and like jumps into the building or jumps into the house yeah. kind of thing it just seems very like what you would see on like bugs bunny where like trees are super flexible and they use them to like ricochet into things yeah do you really think that he would be able to like squeeze in there so smoothly Without, like, hitting himself against, like, the window pan paint or something like that. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. So far, this is the most unrealistic part. If that were me, I would, like, hit something. (laughs) (laughs) So Bella's like, what are you doing here, Jacob? Like, why did you just fly into my window in the middle of the night off of Spruce Tree while I was sleeping? And he's like, well, I came to keep my promise. You know, I'd never want to hurt you. And I'm really, like, sorry. And Bella's pissed. And I honestly don't blame her. Well, yeah, she explains that, you know, here is this guy that I have been, like, upset and crying over for, like, last month or so. Mm-hmm. Basically, Jacob is acting like nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's kind of just his warm self again. He's kind of laughing it off a little bit. And she's like, what the heck? Yeah. You don't just show up to my house without, like, telling me beforehand that, like, you know, we can't be friends or something like that. So, mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is literally the most unproductive and stupid conversation because Bella starts being really overwhelmed by Jacob being there. And I mean, because literally he just ricocheted into the house in the middle of the night and she was like scared shitless. And there's all this weird stuff about him. Like she makes a note like, why is his shirt off? This is weird. And he's really warm again. This is weird. And apparently he like looks really huge. Like, I imagine, like, roid rage, kind of, like, super suddenly muscular. And she's like, this is all too weird. So she starts feeling lightheaded, and he puts her on the bed. And he's like, are you okay? And Bella's like, why the hell would I be okay? Like, all this stuff is happening. I don't have any explanation for it. And then Jacob's like, well, you know, I just want to apologize and not leave things how our last interaction ended. But I still can't tell you what's going on. I know. It's like, I want to tell you what's happening, but I can't tell you what's happening. It's like, why did you even come here? <laughs> right? Like, what was literally the point of this whole conversation? Like, why did why did he say that to her before? Well, he basically did. She was at his house. He did. He was just, he was basically like, I can't tell you what's wrong with me. And then they had an argument about it because Bella wasn't taking that as an answer. And then basically Jacob's like, oh, I want to apologize. And I still want to be friends with you, but I still can't tell you what's wrong with me. And it's like, that didn't help. That doesn't help the situation. He could have done that with a phone call. Like, hey. It's just the same conversation. There's, like, literally (laughs) no point to this. Yeah. Maybe he's just trying to say it again in a nicer tone to be like, hey, I know that, like, the first time I said this, it was a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, kind of like that. He says that he can't explain what's going on with him because of some, like, vague loyalty. And he's like, you would know because of the stuff with the Cullens. And Bella's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, I guess. What? (laughs) I'm sorry? What are we talking about? (laughs) I'm sorry, who are you again? What's your name? (laughs) One thing that Bella says that I really enjoyed was she said, I don't know why you came here, Jacob, if you were just going to give me riddles instead of answers. 
that's really, I feel like, the epitome of this conversation and the conversation that they had last chapter at his house because they're not getting any... Like, the whole point of, like, open communicating with people is to get a point across, and they are not doing that. And then they're having the same conversation and reaching the same blockades that they did in the last conversation. Yeah. So Bella's, like, fed up with it. And Jacob starts getting really frustrated because he's like, I already told you everything. You know, think, Bella. Think about the story that I told you. I know. He's like, do you remember that story I told you when we first met on the beach? And she's like... The vampire story? Huh? Well, like, he keeps, like, asking, like, you know, like, this story, I've already told you. You know this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, huh? (laughs) But to be fair, with my memory being as it is lately, like, I would totally forget. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what was that story that you told me again? I wasn't quite listening clearly i was just passively listening yeah <laughs> can you just like re-say it like you know retell the story <laughs> then maybe i'll figure it her out her inner monologue is like i remember the vampire story but i do remember there's another story but i don't remember what it was about oh my <laughs> gosh it's so annoying <laughs> like uh, he's like literally trying to spell it out for her and she starts getting really frustrated and she's like you know what jacob it's like three o'clock in the morning i'm like half asleep I'm clearly overwhelmed. You know, maybe I'll figure it out in the morning. And Jacob's like, okay, fine. Maybe you will. But before I go, I need to ask you, how did you not know that the Cullens were vampires? And you want to know why? This is my opinion, Jacob. uh, She's not really observant over anything. You're trying to bait her about the story that you told her, and she clearly doesn't remember it. Yeah. If she was observant about anything, she would know that he's a werewolf. And she still doesn't know. She's like, I don't get it. Why are you here? Why are you warm? She just cares about vampires and being a vampire. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Bella kind of claims up because she's like, I guess I still owe the Cullen some loyalty. And then Jacob's like, yeah, you do know about loyalty. And Bella's like, what is he talking about? Jacob says that he is bound to not say anything and Bella takes this literally and she's filled with her for him and she thinks that Sam literally has bound him up or has like a death threat over him not to say anything about Mm -hmm. what's happening. So I think she's thinking more that it's some kind of like drug or gang shit. Yeah, like Sam is like kind of basically not holding Jacob hostage, but like... Like metaphorically holding him hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Bella's... You know, she goes back to her idea of running away, which I think is kind of the only idea that she has in this book because she thought about it in the beginning when Edward was acting weird. Mm -hmm. So she's like, why don't we just run away together? And Jacob's like, I can't. Like, this is a thing for life. But if I could, I would. Yeah. But he also says that that he thinks that Sam and the other guys are pretty cool. Like, he mentions that, too. Mm -hmm. He says, no, they're actually pretty cool guys. Like... I was kind of wrong about them. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't hate them. Yeah. So I think she might also be a little bit mad about that because maybe, like, she sees that, oh, Jacob's, like, turning bad. <laughs> well, she's she's resentful because in her mind, Sam is the problem. Mm-hmm. He is the problem. She's like, something happened and now you're defending him because he's, like, your gang leader. Yeah. I guess. There's a little parallel between Edward and Jacob here because Jacob says that he needs to leave because it's not safe for him to be around her, which is something that Edward would like pretty consistently say in the first book. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not, I'm not good for you, Bella. Mm-hmm. And Jacob kind of, like, says that, too. Yeah. If, More foreshadowing. Yeah, and he's like, you know, if you figure out what I've been trying to tell you, you can call me up. And then he leaves. And he, like, sneaks out of the house, like, very quietly. Like, she doesn't even, like, hear him leave, which I found very interesting because Edward does the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very interesting trait qualities, Stephanie. They're the same. The same, but, but different. different. <laughs> one's warm, one's cold. He's just a warm vampire. Isn't that what Izzy said? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> He's a warm vampire. Because <laughs> Bella, I guess, can only think things through in her dreams. She has a dream where she's in the um, La Push Forest, and she's with Jacob, and he seems really panicked. And he's calling her name and stuff. And he turns into a wolf. He he turns into the same red-brown wolf that she's been seeing. And every time she sees the wolf, she thinks of Jacob. And she wakes up screaming. And I'm pretty sure, didn't she do the same thing in Twilight where she, like, wakes up out of a dream and she's like, vampire. She does the same yeah. thing in this book where she yes. wakes up screaming and she's like, werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> On page 292. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also there's literally a page copied from Twilight of Jacob telling Bella about the werewolf story. Yes. And yeah, like we go back into a flashback. Mm-hmm. and But it's like the whole story. And I'm like, why was this? Stephanie Meyer is just like, you know, this this book just needs to be one page longer. If some people started on New Moon first, they probably wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know why someone would start on New Moon first, but this is coming from someone that started Chamber of Secrets <laughs> first, not Sorcerer's Stone. Nine-year-old me did not know. So, But normally with young adult bo- books, I feel like when you have a sequel or a different number in the series and you're reintroducing things that were brought up in like the first book or the second book or whatever. I feel like they're brought up at the beginning. So your reader has more of an idea of what's going on, not halfway through the book. I kind of think of it though, as like just a flashback, like of what the story was from a movie, basically. Mm. I'm like thinking like, oh, like Bella has this flashback. It's like cinematically written. Yeah. That's kind of like what I was thinking when I was reading this. Mm -hmm. But still, like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that stupid, when you looked at that wolf the first time, mm-hmm. did not occur to you that, like, if, it, if that looks like Jacob or, like, reminds me of Jacob? Maybe it is Jacob. Yeah. You could have been like, hey, Jacob, I just have a question. Like, do you feel like sometimes you pant? <laughs> do you sometimes feel like, like you have an itch and you use your hind leg to, you know? Do you have a tendency to shit in the yard? <laughs> Do you have fleas? Where's your free- flea collar? Yeah, where's your flea co- collar? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Jacob, have you just noticed anything different with you lately? Like, have you experienced yourself running on all fours? Quite not like yourself. No, he's <laughs> just really warm and doesn't wear a shirt. And that's True. it. Yeah. Bella is definitely more shook that Jacob is a werewolf than when she learned that Edward was a vampire and she does make a note of this and she's like, why am I so shook that Jacob is a werewolf? Because when Edward was a vampire, I was just like, oh, okay, vampires are hot and Jacob's a werewolf. And she's like, oh my God, do I live in this supernatural world where there's like monsters and- You do. What's happening and how could he be a werewolf and all this stuff is happening and how could I not see this? And I'm like, like she literally didn't care that Edward was a vampire. She's like, oh, that's hot. And now she's freaking out that her friend is a werewolf and she is. Yeah. She's just like freaking out. And 
Then she goes, like, I think, doesn't she, like, have an urge to just go to Jacob and, like, I just need to go to his house mm-hmm. and I need to see him. Mm-hmm. And she goes and runs into Charlie, who happens to be awake. Yeah. Of course. Probably eating cereal. Who knows? I, I guess this is, like, a little bit late. I kind of got the idea that this was, like, probably five or six in the morning. Yeah. Like, it was early, early in the morning. Because Bella's like, I need to go to Jacob's. And Charlie's like, it seems a little early to go out. And he's like, okay, but, you know, yeah. if you do go out, there's another wolf attack, so you need to be really careful. And, by the way, myself and some of the other guys from the town are going to go hunt them because what else can we do? They're killing people. You know, these these average, normal 200-pound wolves are killing people, so we're going to go with our guns and try to kill them. And, like, Bella kind of gets upset, too, because then she realizes, like, oh, these wolves are killing people. Like, that means Jacob and his friends are possibly killing people. Yeah, possibly murderers, but also... But then they're being hunted, too. And also, Jacob is, like, my hot BFF, so should I warn him? Or... She's, like, kind of torn in this, like, weird place, because she's like, this is my friend, I want to protect him, and I want to tell him what's up, but... Then he's doing this, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, well, maybe it's too early to go to La Push. And Charlie's like, okay. And then he leaves, and she's all alone. Yeah, he doesn't think that this interaction is weird at all. No, he's just like, oh, okay, well, she's up early. That's fine. She'll stay home, probably watch some cartoons, and, you know, who knows what. I'm going to go hunt. I really would love to see these books from Charlie's perspective. <laughs> I know we talked about that in a previous episode, but I would love to see that. We'd probably get something an eighth of a size of what Twilight is. That's the perfect size. Twilight's like 500 and something pages. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like chapter one. I'm going fishing. Chapter two. (laughs) I'm going to get a pizza. Chapter three. I'm going to go hunt. Chapter four. I have to go to work. I clocked in. Sat there. Patrolled a little bit, went home. <laughs> like, <laughs> very basic stuff. It would, it would be such a good book, though. Like, that's the material I need. There might be some inserts where it's like, I saw Jacob Black with no shirt on today. It was kind of weird. It was 20 degrees outside. I thought that he was really attractive, <laughs> and I've never been attracted to young men before. That Edward boy keeps coming into the house and watching football with me. <laughs> I don't understand. He never eats, which is really weird. Do his parents feed him? I'm not sure. Why is he so pale? I'm convinced he's putting on foundation wrong. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so we we slide here into chapter 13, Killer. So I guess this is later in the day, and Bella goes to a push and basically goes straight to Jacob's house, and she barges in. I assumed that Charlie, like, left... And then, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, Bella's like, no, screw it. I'm going to go. And she just goes. (laughs) Okay, really? Because I thought it was, like, a little late. Like, it was still morning, but it was, like, a more reasonable time of morning. It wasn't really clear. Well, so she goes to the beach after she goes to the Black's house, and it's still kind of dark outside. And the sun hasn't risen yet. So I assume, yeah, like, Charlie left. And then Bella is like, oh, my God. But, like, Jacob... He is my friend, and I have to warn him, and I have to, like, confront him about why he's killing people. And, like, 15 minutes later, she's like, no, I gotta go. If you know a murderer, you should definitely confront them. That should be your first instinct. I'm surprised this bitch is alive for four books. 
<laughs> you need to like write a letter to Stephanie. Dear Stephanie, what the actual fuck? Come on, Stephanie. Get together. Your main character is not smart enough to survive for 2,000 pages, okay? But she does. Somehow. Oh, it's because she's like a hot piece of ass and every guy is just trying to get a piece of that. She's not an average girl. I can't blame them. She is not. She is extraordinary. Extraordinary. <laughs> so she barges into uh, Jacob's house and Billy looks kind of shook to see her. And she's like, I need to talk to Jacob right now. And Billy's like, well, he's sleeping and it's like 5 a.m. So and she's like, well, do you know that Charlie and the other guys in the town are trying to kill wolves? And Billy kind of looks like, what? So she's like, yeah. What I- are you talking about, Bella? I'm sorry. Who are you again? So she's like, I think, you know, I should really talk to him about this. And Billy's like, well, like, he's sleeping, like I said, but go ahead. So she's furious and she barges into room and Jacob's sleeping in bed. And she's like, oh, he really is sleeping. So she's like, oh, she gets gets out of the bedroom. She turns to Billy and she's like, I'm going to be down at the beach. Tell Jacob to meet with me. And he's like, okay, Bella. And she goes to the beach. <laughs> she goes to a dark beach. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to think dark. I'm like dusk or dawn. Dawn. Is it dusk? Dusk is night. Dawn. Okay. Dawn. Um, <laughs> wow. It's dawn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And she's just, you know, thinking like, I don't know. He's, she's just kind of like thinking about everything that she just like realized. Yeah. In this, I don't want to say panic state, but her head is just kind of rushing with thoughts. She's pretty frazzled. I like how then Jacob pops up in the dark. There's some things that I've noticed kind of like before. It was like shown that like he's definitely a werewolf by Bella. But Stephanie Mayer like kind of puts down these like verbs that like relating to Jacob. How he's saying like he growls and relating to his werewolf like state or something Mm -hmm. like that and i'm sitting there and i'm like come on stephanie this is it's pretty cringe (sighs) yeah it's like too cheesy for me yeah i i guess because yeah he basically shows up in the car in the dark which one i'd be like terrified (laughs) yeah i wouldn't feel comfortable and then he says uh like everyone knows about the hunt like he knows that charlie is like looking for him or like the wolves or hunting the wolves Everyone else, I guess, mm-hmm. knows about the hunt for the wolves, and he even growls. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty cringy. I just don't like it. Bella says that she remembers the story, and Jacob's like, why the fuck didn't you call like I told you to? <laughs> why did... Yeah, like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, can't these kids just call each other? <laughs> At least they're not doing back-and-forth emails. Throw it back to Fifty Shades of Grey. If you're interested, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash pipe. Why aren't these kids on AIM? <laughs> like, why aren't these kids on AIM? Or on MySpace? Like, messaging each other. <laughs> we also know that Bella can use a phone because there was that one day where she was calling his house every 30 minutes. Yeah. So she clearly has no boundaries. If it were like 5 a.m. in the morning for me, I'd be like, I'm not leaving my house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you. From the comfort of my couch with my fuzzy blanket and my cup of coffee with my cat next to me. And I'm going to call you and be like, hey, I know about your werewolf, like, transformation. And let's be really honest. If it's 5 a.m., I'm not going to call you unless it's an emergency. I'm going to text you first and make sure you're awake. That too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be more polite, yes, that is true. 
But I don't think Bella wants to be polite. I think she just wants to come to people's houses and barge in their rooms at 5 a.m. in the morning, so. She clearly has no boundaries. No boundaries. At all. She basically thinks that she owns Jacob, and I'm like, girl, you need to chill the fuck out. When she read that he had mono and it could take a month for him to feel better, she's like, nah, I'm going to give him a week. Yeah. (laughs) I I liked it when she tell like asked him can you try not to be a werewolf i'm like what (laughs) she's like she says that to him because he starts like he gets a little flustered and she's like can you just try not to be a werewolf can you just not (laughs) and he says that like he really can't it's not like he can stop (laughs) it's like david and i do this thing to each other where if we ask like oh you know how are you doing and one of us will respond with like oh i'm feeling a little anxious or i'm feeling kind of down today so then the other will be like, oh, have you tried not feeling anxious? <laughs> it's just as helpful as that. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I can't help it. And he also says, like, how will that help the missing people? Mm-hmm. Which also gives you, like, okay, the way that he's, like, talking in this conversation, obviously he's thinking one thing and she's thinking another thing. And it's obvious. It's very obviously a huge misunderstanding. Yes. But they're dumb teenagers. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Jacob also calls her out on not being cool with him being a werewolf when she was so fine with the vampires. And I do appreciate him calling her out on this because it is very strange that she would just be like, oh, you're a vampire? That's hot. Oh my God, my best friend is a werewolf. What the hell am I going to do? My whole life is upside down. Just, I mean, because in all honesty, I also feel like that a werewolf would be less of a danger to her than a vampire would. Well, I think she's reacting that way, though, because she thinks that the wolves, like, from what Charlie, like, Mm. informed her, she thinks the wolves are actually killing people, whereas when she first found out that Edward was a vampire, Mm -hmm. Edward wasn't really doing anything. Like, he wasn't... Like, killing people. Yeah. Nobody was really missing. He was just... He and the Colons were just kind of, like, blended in with society, Mm -hmm. not really, like, showing hey, we're vampires, even though, like, okay, they definitely looked weird, maybe, like, as a group, but that's something else. But in this case, like, there is active news going on that people are missing and possibly being killed by these animals. That makes sense. So that's probably why she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I wouldn't be so, like, terrified if you weren't murdering people. Yeah. (laughs) Jacob is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what? He does start shaking at this point because he's getting angry. And then Edward's voice comes in her head and is like, you need to be really careful. Like, you need to calm him down. Mm-hmm. And then they have the interaction where, wait, you're not a murderer? Wait, you're okay with me being a werewolf? And they are totally fine. And they just reconvene. And Jacob hints that the vampires are killing people and that the werewolves are trying to protect the people. Mm-hmm. But Jacob says that they killed, uh, Lor- is it Laurent? Laurent? It's Laurent, yeah. When he tried to attack... Or Laurent? Maybe it's Laurent. It's French, so I don't know. (laughs) I'm not good at French, (laughs) so if it's If we're thinking it's Laurent, it's probably Laurent. (laughs) If you know, you know, slide into our DMs at Fiddle and Pipe on Instagram and let us know. Just from experience. I think it's Laurent. Let's say Laurent. Hmm. Well, they killed him. (laughs) I keep thinking Laurent. (laughs) When he tried to attack Bella in that glitter meadow... Bella's like, you know, or I'm sorry, Jacob's like, you know, you didn't have to be afraid because we killed him. And Bella's like, well, you know, you weren't around to tell me not to be afraid because you were, you know, going off and being a werewolf for like two weeks. 
And then Jacob's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, in my defense, I couldn't be around you because when I morph, I basically can't control myself and I morph when I feel any kind of strong emotion and I'm like struggling to get a grip on being a whole werewolf. And then Bella's like, Mm -hmm. wait a second, Laurent is dead and people are still dying. Well, yeah, because Jacob says that we're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. She notices that it's present tense and she's like, Mm -hmm. there is still somebody out there and obviously who could it be? Who else? Edward. (laughs) Acting like a creep. (laughs) Running around the woods. (laughs) Trying to find Bella. Jacob's like, it must be his mate because she seems really pissed. Like, she goes away she keeps going away and coming back and bella has like such a strong physical reaction to fear that she starts like almost passing out and feeling super nauseous and jacob's like what's wrong with you because this kind of came up out of the blue and bella's like shit this is victoria and she's here to kill me and then she explains why victoria is there to kill her because edward killed Mm -hmm. her mate back at the end of twilight and she shows um the scar on her hand that she wasn't able to talk about yeah with jacob Mm -hmm. on her hand and kind of like explains like yeah like james bit me and jacob's like well shit this is new information we have to tell the others and you should tell the others he calls for a meeting yeah he's like i need a meeting so he basically like ditches her and runs through the forest without telling bella anything and she's fucking terrified because she learned two minutes ago that victoria is out to get her And then, like, what, five minutes later, he comes back and he explains that basically when they're in wolf form, they have a shared consciousness. Mm -hmm. So he basically was like, we need a group meeting. Pew, 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 pew. Like, sending out the mind waves. Group meeting. Wolf meeting. (laughs) And then Belle's like, oh, well, Edward could do that, too. Communicate via Mm -hmm. the mind. And Jacob seems pretty surprised that vampires have special powers. But I think Jacob is like, but we can read each other's minds, like, as a group together. It's a wolf thing. When he calls things wolf things, that's so cringe. (laughs) It's so cringy. I know. I know. I know. But then he also mentions that, like, the voices kind of helped him with his transformation. He said that when he did transform... He was, like, freaking out because he didn't know what was going on, but he could hear the voices, like, telling him to, like, calm down. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then he was like, I couldn't imagine what Sam had to go through because he was by himself. He literally can't disobey Sam because Sam is, I guess, the alpha of their pack. He is the alpha. He's the alpha. Well, it's a wolf thing. God, it's a wolf thing. I get, like, embarrassed whenever I say wolf thing. I mean, they say it in the movie, too, so I think. (laughs) When Jacob mentions Edward's name, um, when he asks if Victoria can do anything special, Bella does this thing where she, like, grabs her side. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I remember that you don't like it when I say his name or, like, you don't like hearing his name. And Bella's like, how can you know me so well? Can you read my mind? And Jacob's like, no, I just pay attention 
It's like, does she not know how, how friendship works? It's so stupid. Also, just because he can read minds within his pack does not mean he can read your mind, Bella. Okay. <laughs> like I kind of thought it was because Edward can read minds. I guess he can't read Bella's mind. Yeah, he, Edward can't read hers because, and again, what Izzy said in the last chapter, it's because she's a shield, which I know, <laughs> spoiler, but did you watch Breaking Dawn? I did, but I don't really remember it. You don't remember it. It's okay. Breaking bed. Breaking bad. <laughs> no, bed. Because, like, doesn't Edward, like, break the bed when they fuck? Like, he just pushes his hand against it and, like, break. I've never had sex that intense. I don't think I'm doing it right. (sighs) Same. Yeah. (sighs) Gotta eat some spinach or something. I don't know. Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (gasps) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) So we get to chapter 14, Family family the other guys all come out of the trees because they were summoned by jacob's wolf telepathic sonar power and they're also not wearing shirts and i don't know why being part of a werewolf is not wearing your shirt constantly but i guess that's a thing so when you watch the movies and again i watched it like recently last week or two weeks yeah like whatever like two weeks ago i don't know but um it's because, like, okay, when they turn into werewolves, they, they're wearing their clothes. When they turn into wolf form, they rip their clothes apart. It's not like their clothes can get back on. Like, they're physically, like, they turn into a wolf. Their clothes are not going to fit them. And even when they turn back to a human, it doesn't mean that their clothes are magically back on like they're wizards. They're just naked. Yeah, <laughs> but they still conveniently have, like, pants and shoes on, but they just don't have their shirts Okay, so that is what I don't understand. It's like, do they have, like, a secret compartment somewhere in the woods where there's, like, a box? And it's like, hey, some spare pants and shoes. It just seems like a convenience for hot guy action, honestly. Especially when the movies roll around. I think it also is meant to be, like, more PG-13-esque and not explicit where it's like they come back to human form and they're like naked and all you see is like penis or butts yeah like hey we gotta like attract the teenagers too and the kids and yeah gotta make that money so here we go i mean it just seemed like it was a little horny without being explicit oh i thought it was just like why are they wearing pants when they just ripped them apart when they were wolves (laughs) like that's how I'm thinking it. That's why I'm saying. I think it was, like, just horny enough to get the teenagers, like, interested. Be, like, a bunch of shirtless guys. hmm Yeah. Because, I mean, you were a teenage girl once. Like, didn't weren't shirtless guys were, like... Oh, yeah. Like, that was, like, top. But do you, like, remember the posters that they came out with? With, like, when the movies were coming out especially? Like, they would have, like, the posters of, like... You know, Taylor Lautner and, like, his crew, mm-hmm. and they'd be all shirtless, mm-hmm. and they'd be have, like, the little circle tattoos, and they're like, ugh, new moon. They're all, like, buff. Yeah. I knew people that were obsessed in high school. It was crazy. They are all mad that Bella is there. Because she knows the secret. That's why. And Paul, one of the other guys, gets so angry when Jacob kind of senses some tension, so he steps in front of Bella, that Paul turns into a werewolf, and then Jacob also turns into a werewolf, and they start fighting. And Bella's like, Jacob, no! She's like, my wolf. <laughs> she's, she's like, trying to intervene, and Sam is 
telling her, no, stay back. Like, this is for your safety. And she's just like, oh, my gosh, no, I don't want Jacob to get hurt. I don't want anyone to hurt themselves. Sam is, you know, the level-headed one here in the group. He's like, okay, these two are fighting. I got to go take care of that. Bella, you got to stay over here because if you get any closer, uh, yeah, things are not going to happen. Yeah, they're going to attack you. Exactly. And so uh, you other two, I think it's like Jared and Embry, Embry, hey, take her to safety because she's going to walk over there and get herself killed. Sam's like, this bitch dumb, so y'all got to watch her. (laughs) Just please take her to another location. Take her to Emily's. Mm -hmm. And we're like, who is Emily? But we will find out in a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Bella hops in the car and goes off. Yeah, and they have to drive her because she looks so nauseous. And we learned that apparently Paul has a really short fuse, and that's just, like, a characteristic that he has, so no one was really super surprised. They were kind of just laughing it off. Yeah. They are like, oh, like, hopefully Paul, like, gets a... Ass whooping. Good snap at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They start taking bets on who's going to win their fight, and Bella's kind of shook why they aren't taking it more seriously. Mm-hmm. But Jared says... In Paul's defense, Jacob really should have mentioned that he was bringing his girlfriend. Yeah. Then they get to Emily's, who we learn is Sam's fiance, and her face is, like, real fucked up. Well, yeah, and before they even walk into the house, like, or, like, while they're still driving there, Emery's like, we're going to Emily's, um, she's Sam's fiance, don't stare at her, and Bella's like, I was about to say Kristen Stewart. I mean, same person. (laughs) Same person. And Bella's just kind of like, what? And when she, yeah, when she sees Emily, um, Emily's like making muffins and turns and she has this giant like scar on the right side of her face that yeah looks like she got mauled by like a bear. Mm-hmm. She makes a shit ton of food and just everyone is like super happy. It's a super like warm and friendly environment. Sam and Paul and Jacob come in and sam obviously really loves her and just like snuggles up with her like to the point where it makes bella nauseous because she's just triggered by everything that's even slightly romantic at this romantic Mm -hmm. (laughs) come on bella jacob and paul come in and they're just like laughing and bro punching each other so i guess they're fine (laughs) yeah like they're just like oh that was a good little wrestling match yeah and you're like okay (laughs) yeah and bella's just kind of like what is happening here Mm -hmm. what am i doing and paul has um like kind of a gash on his hand or his arm or something and bella's like jacob did you do that and he's like yeah don't worry um paul's wounds will heal really fast it's a wolf thing and i was like oh god i know i mean the cool thing is like we find out okay like if they get scratched they heal really fast like Mm -hmm. that's a unique power feature whatever for a wolf but like the wolf thing thing mm-hmm. just don't call it wolf thing yeah it's just stupid and jacob tells them all about victoria because the clan's all there and basically tells them everything that bella told them Embry says that they'll have a better shot too because quill must be close to becoming a werewolf too um but everyone is pretty sad about that so bella kind of picks up it's like oh wait maybe they're not happy to be werewolves interesting she kind of puts that in her mind well like also though jacob mentioned earlier that the only reason why this happened is because of their one enemy is around Mm -hmm. he meant i think he mentions it 
before the whole gang shows up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he and, like, Paul fight. Because, yeah, there's, like, just, like, a little mention that the only reason why there were, like, wolves is because they transform into when, like, their enemy is around. But the thing is, it's, like, if their enemy, the Cullens, have been around for a really long time, why haven't they, like, turned into wolves beforehand? Mm-hmm. That's, like, what I was confused about. But then, like, all of a sudden, like, these other vampires show up, like, Victoria, Laurent. Now they're starting to turn? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't have something to do with, like, a territory thing? It might be if they're within, like, a certain radius oh. from a vampire, they react to that. It could be that. I mean, they do have that, like, little... I mean, I keep I kept reading about the treaty later on in the later chapters. Mm-hmm. That probably, like, was, like, oh, like, we don't hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. We Hi, we don't... Get, we, hi, we're the colons. We just eat animals. We're not going to eat people. Mm-hmm. We, we, we create this little treaty here, and we're just going to stay on our side and hang out. And you stay on your side. Yeah. And we won't do anything. It's that was my that was my thought, but we can we can talk more about that when it becomes more relevant. So Sam suggests that they split up to lure Victoria in since she wants Bella. Um and they think that they can kinda like go around her and corner her and that would end her. Mm-hmm. And they also like recommend Bella to stay like in the push or like hang out in the push a little bit more often just to be more protected. I guess safer. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlie too. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny because they were like, Bella's asking how they're going to get Charlie to come and stay in La Push. And they're like, well, March Madness is still going on. So he'll want to hang out with Billy a lot. <laughs> I guess like we can add an extra chapter. I'm watching March Madness with Billy. <sighs> Billy keeps wanting me to sleep over at his house. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but I- I'm-, I'm down for a good time. <laughs> We should write Charlie's perspective and send it to Stephanie. <laughs> that could be a Patreon goal. <laughs> yeah, but Sam is also like, you should really consider if you want to stay in La Push because you will be more protected, but at the same time, being around werewolves is dangerous. And that's when Bella, I don't know if someone tells her or if she kind of like makes the conclusion that what happened to Emily was... There was something that, like I guess like Sam was talking to Bella about, like, hey, like, you can stay here in the push, but... And then he looks over at Emily and then looks back at Bella and says, I can't guarantee your safety, though. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of insinuate Like, that kind of tells Bella, hey, something must have happened to Emily mm-hmm. in that sense. That's what I got out of that. And then later on, we find out. But Isn't it later in this chapter it gets confirmed? Or is it later, later? I think it's later. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is later in this chapter. You're right. Okay. Um, I think it was kind of yeah. like the La Push montage that she, Jacob told her. I know. Yeah, basically, like, what is it? B- Bella hangs out at La Push for the rest of the day. They, like, mm-hmm. get Charlie to come over. Charlie brings pizza. That's another chapter we can add. The brought pizza. Love a man who brings home pizza. More Italian food. They hang out, and then, I guess, like, Bella and Charlie go home, and that is when Charlie is mentions like, "Oh, I didn't even know that Emily so would be there." Found out that she got mauled by a bear mm-hmm. last year, so it's good to see her and that she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what we get. Sam probably like hurt her, yeah, in that way, and something happened. So, also like Charlie is like super sus about like now that Bella and Jacob are BFFs after like all that crap (laughs) and he's like 
super sus. Yeah, Charlie's like, you literally dragged me into a fight with my best friend for you. Like, what's happening here? And Bill's like, um, I yeah. don't know. I guess it was just a huge misunderstanding. And that's that. Yeah. He's just like, why are you guys friends again? Like, what happened here? <laughs> Before the chapter ends, Bella thinks again about how she reacted to Jacob being a werewolf and Edward being a vampire. And she's like, if... Edward was a killer. Would I have reacted the same way? And she's like, no, love is irrational. And I would have loved him even if he was a killer. And I'm like, no, no, you dumb idiot. No, stoop. No, do not. I'm angry. Yeah. And frustrated. Yeah. But then she falls asleep. And it's, like, this dream where she's, like, out in the woods again and Emily is next to her and they're, like, holding hands. Like, I guess it's just this dream that... Waiting for their wolves to come home. I know. I, like, read that. I was like, oh, I'm a little cringe about that. Mm -hmm. Just a little. I mean, it's not as cringy as uh, it's a wolf thing. It's a wolf thing. (sighs) Chapter 15, Pressure. Pressure. Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. That is what I kept thinking this morning when I was reading. <laughs> I had the, I have that stuck in my head right now, actually. So it's spring break in Forks again, and Bella is being hunted by a vampire again. This is her spring break tradition, apparently. Spring break in Forks. Mm-hmm. We have another montage of her mostly hanging in La Push, hanging out with Jacob. Apparently, Mike gets butthurt when she sees, uh, when he sees Jacob dropping her off at work, and he's like, it's like, because you're dating that guy from La Push now, huh? And then Bella's like, well, technically speaking, no, but we do spend a lot of time together because he's my hot BFF. And Mike's like, uh, he's obviously in love with you. And then Bella's like, okay, well, that's great for him. And then Mike's like, uh, what does he say? Girls or something. Mike narrowed his eyes shrewdly. Don't kid yourself, Bella. The guy's head over heels for you. I know. I sighed. Life is complicated and girls are cruel, Mike said under his breath. (laughs) It's so sad. Yeah, I'm normally not like pro what Mike's saying where Bella doesn't owe Mike anything. But at the same time, I'm also very anti-Bella and pro knowingly leading someone on. Like we were saying with our last with our last episode with Izzy, like Bella and Jacob's relationship is just very toxic friendship. It is. And yeah, I don't like how she's like leads him on and isn't setting a boundary. And she knows that she's leading him on and she's okay with it. It kind of makes me feel a little cringe sometimes when I was watching New Moon. Mm-hmm. Cause there are like moments where like Taylor Lautner would be like, I mean, if you watch it like in the near future, it's so cringe for me because there's like some like there are sometimes where like Taylor Lautner will like you know when he puts his shoulder over like Bella or like holds her hand or gets really close to her and like says something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, are you being creepy now? Like I don't like this. <laughs> I like book Jacob a little bit more, but no, she needs to know that boundary. And if you don't like let that guy know the boundary, it's just gonna be a lot harder. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Emily have dessert with Charlie and Bella at Billy's house and Charlie basically sees that they're good people and kind of loses any suspicion that there's like a LaPush gang. So that mm-hmm. kind of solidifies everything for Charlie. And then Bella's in the garage with Jacob and Jacob's talking to her about quote unquote wolf things. And here are wolf things. They're really hot and they're fast healing. We just get a recap that those are wolf things. I think like also like Jacob doesn't sleep as much 
wasn't there like something like she's like you need to sleep and he's like oh it's i thought the reason that he doesn't sleep is because they are like out patrolling for vampires oh okay well maybe i was wrong about that (laughs) i didn't think that that was a quote-unquote wolf thing i thought that that was more like a circumstantial wolf thing Okay, <clears throat> that would make more sense. I'm like, go- have goosebumps because I'm so secondhand embarrassed by saying wolf thing so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. He mentioned like how his like transformation though was held back. Yeah. Because he was so happy being around Bella. He says that they don't turn into a werewolf at a certain age. It just kind of like randomly happens. And then this is where we get the child of the chapter from. It just kind of like builds up like pressure until it just kind of like explodes with a strong mm-hmm. emotion usually like a strong negative emotion yeah he said that like when he got home after he dropped off bella at the movie terrible thruple whatever that was thing yeah, that awful date <laughs> he says that he went back home and his dad like made a comment like hey you look pretty rough right now and he immediately like snapped mm-hmm. and he said that he wanted to like tear he was like i wanted to tear off my father's face my own father and because he couldn't control anything, right. obviously. And he says that he has basically, like, accepted it, but he hates how he doesn't... He hates how there's sometimes where he can't be in control. Yeah, there's some obvious parallels to Edward here, where he says that the far- hardest part is feeling out of control, and then he also calls himself a monster. It's very interesting that the Edward stand-in character, the best guy friend who's basically playing second fiddle to edward it has a lot of the same characteristics as edward but but it also like this just happened to jacob Mm -hmm. and so it's not like he's gonna be able to control things right off the bat maybe like down like later down the road when he is used to this Mm -hmm. and he experiences more in his life he would be more in control Mm -hmm. but I think right now he is just so like focused on like i this happens to me and i hate how like I can't control it. Right. And blah, 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 blah. You'll get there, buddy. I think a part of the contributing factor to him feeling like a monster is because turning into or slash being a werewolf comes naturally to him because... Mm -hmm. It's on both sides of his family. Yeah, both of his grandfathers were in the last pack, whatever that means. I I guess that's like the last pack of werewolves or the last pack of wolves. I don't know. It's not really explained. Maybe it's explained later. I think it's explained later, but yeah, we get this, like, we get this kind of hint that this whole wolf transformation happened recently, but it's happened before, and I don't think it's happened within every single generation, but every generation, like, knows this. Yeah, I kind of wondered about that, because I was wondering here if Billy was was or is a werewolf, or do they, like, age out of it? I don't think he is. So is, having, is being a werewolf like a recessive gene? Yeah, because again, Jacob said, we only turn when our enemy is near. And so I'm thinking because, you know, Lorette was around and Victoria has been around because they've been hanging out in that area. That kind of triggers like, hey, we have a threat. Anyone who has that werewolf gene? Yeah. So there might have not been much of a threat happening in previous generations, like when Billy was maybe younger, I don't think he was a wolf, but I think he knows about it. Mm. So because it seems like it's just young hot guys who are werewolves. It's not any women. It's not any older guys. So that's why I was just—is this like a convenience for the plot thing? So it's just hot guys. Well, actually, just because I know, <laughs> um, 
we get a little bit more of that. I don't think we will get it in this book, mm-hmm. to be very honest. But I do know that we will see a little bit more of that later down the road. Okay. So Stephanie definitely does expand a little bit more on that in the later books. But right now, this is just kind of like the start. Okay. I mean, I remember like reading this too and being like confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I remember was like, they turn into wolves, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's pretty much it. Yeah, I feel like the way that Stephanie writes is she doesn't really explain things until she has to. She kind of tells you the bare minimum because kind of like what we've talked about previously, the center focus of the plot is not, you know, the history of the Quileute tribe and Mm -hmm. how they turn into werewolves and like what the genetic situation is for that. It's just we need these hot shirtless guys to be werewolves to be tempting while Edward isn't around. She might have already known, though, like, the whole plot for, like, this whole, like, sin- like situation, and she probably just, like, here, I'm going to put some pieces here in the beginning mm-hmm. to start that out, and, like, little... I'm just saying it's not relevant to the love dynamic between Edward and... It's not. Bella, <laughs> so she kind of only says what she needs to say. I think this was a breakup book, mm-hmm. and then it ended up being, like, okay, like... Jacob is a werewolf, I guess. Bella's healing whole, and we'll create a plot for Jacob. Mm-hmm. And here we go. But she also like put that whole like story of the Quileute tribe in the first book yeah. too. So I'm assuming that like she already had a plan to like do something with that, and maybe like New Moon was the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And we also learned that Quill is like Jacob's second cousin or something because they share a grandfather. So that's why he says that Quill doesn't really have a chance. So it's like in any moment, Quill will be one of them. Yeah. Jacob also says that he loves the speed. Like he loves being fast. Yeah, he's a fast boy. Which is another like characteristic that Bella... Wolf thing. Well, Bella like kind of laughs about it because she's like, oh, I didn't even think that anything would be faster than vampires. (laughs) She just thinks vampires are the shit. Yeah, and then Jacob is like, are you even afraid of them? Like, do they scare you? And she's like, no. And this is when she says that Edward saved her by sucking the venom out of her her wound because Jacob starts wanting more information on vampires. And then Bella's like, okay, well, I have to get into the backstory of why Edward killed James in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Jacob starts shaking because I guess Edward could have hurt Bella or James could have killed Bella. Uh, so he starts like wolf turning and Bella's like okay you need to calm down and I'm gonna calm you down by telling you about all the Cullen's powers because I guess that's calming she mentions like Jasper's like way to manipulate people's emotions and Alice's way to like see the future and then she gets upset because she gets sad (laughs) about them yeah she grabs her chest um and then Edward's like why do you always do this and she's like are you mean Jacob did I say Edward again (laughs) god Uh, it's okay it's okay they're the same but yeah you're right they're the same jacob questions why she grabs her chest when she's upset and her response is that she can't breathe and she feels like she's breaking i'm like this girl needs therapy she needed to go to therapy right when edward left her no she should have gone to therapy before she even moved to forks i don't know what renee was doing like in her off time but like renee you could have like taken her to some therapy some family counseling who knows if my 18 year old daughter got broken up with 
and I found her or someone found her laying in the forest in the middle of the night, I would get her some therapy. Yeah. Like, just from that moment, I'd be like, okay, you're clearly not coping with this in a healthy way. Let's go some therapy, maybe some, like, grief counseling, and then we can figure out why this is such a big deal to you, and then we can go from there. Yeah. But this was not setting a good example of, like, how relationships are for high schoolers, uh, because you should not be Mm -hmm. acting like this if you dated a guy for six months. Or ever. Yeah. That's just me. And Jacob's like, I guess we're both pathetic because we can't hold our shapes together. And I'm like, oh, this is a cute bonding moment, but uh, so stupid. It's one of those moments where you want to cheer them on, but you can't because you realize their relationship's super toxic. I know. Yeah. Stupid. Then we get into this weird montage mm-hmm. where, like, like she's hanging out at the push more. She apparently is feels awkward to be around Billy doing homework, which I would, too. I don't know. Like... She says he doesn't really talk. Yeah, Billy just seems like... I can see why maybe he and Charlie are friends. They probably just don't talk and watch baseball, drink beer, yeah. eat pizza. Fish. And, and maybe fish. Who knows? Yeah. So then she hangs out at Emily's, and Emily is more like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's hang. And then Sam comes over, and it's like, ah, never mind. Let's. She's like, y'all love each other too much. I need to leave. Yeah, and so she goes to the beach, and she's alone, but then Jacob finds her, and he's like, I'm ruining your spring break. How about instead of me, like, trying to protect you and guard you from everything, from complete danger and your death, how about we go cliff diving on a date? Because that is totally safe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can totally protect you. (laughs) I won't have to protect you in that situation at all. Not not even the slightest. Do you really think that Bella would do well, like, cliff diving? I am so surprised she hasn't died. I'm just... (sighs) (sighs) Bella is like, okay. And then the next day, she's thinking about, like, the word date. And she's kind of, like, chuckling about it because she's like, I'm going on a date with Jacob. Just like how I went on a date with Edward. I'm like, that is so... I thought <sighs> she was chuckling about it because she knew that cliff diving would make Edward talk to her. So she's using the date with Jacob to go on a date with date with Edward. Okay. Maybe I, like, interpreted that differently because I was just like... What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I assumed it was just her acknowledging that she's using Jacob to get closer to Edward, which is stupid. I don't understand this mentality because it's like... It's true, though. Why, if thinking about the Collins makes her so sad, why does she feel so desperate to hear his voice and do things that make her feel connected to him? It's so stupid. I hate it. She's not moving on. She nearly needs to move on. <laughs> this bitch needs therapy. <gasps> yes. So Bella goes to Jacob's house because she's like, I'm ready to go cliff diving. And Billy's like, well, all the werewolves basically found a fresh vampire trail. So they're following that. And then Bella's like, well, I was supposed to go cliff diving with Jacob. So Billy's like, you know, you really shouldn't worry about Jacob because they're stronger than you think. And Mm -hmm. this is when we kind of get a blurb into Billy saying that it's the werewolf knowledge is handed down father to son. And this is when I was really like, so women don't turn into werewolves, and Billy must have been a werewolf if he knows about this. I don't know. I'm still confused. So the father of the son thing, I think that's just like, I think it's stereotypical, common thing. I, again, I think if you, when we read the next book, okay. 
it'll be different. I promise. Okay. I'm asking too many questions too early. I think the father and son thing is just a stereotype, to be very honest. Is it the best example how to represent today? No. Mm. But I think that was just like a stereotype. And then the passing of generations, like the knowledge, that's why I don't think Billy was a vampire. I think he oh, earned well. a vampire. <laughs> well, I, am, I don't think he was a vampire oh either. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah he was definitely not a vampire but I feel like that's why he wasn't a werewolf because even though I think again if there are like vampires in the area I think that's when like and they're like an active threat mm-hmm. I think that's when like the whole like wolf transformation actually happens and it, again it might not happen with every single generation mm-hmm. I think it's happening with this current generation I think with the knowledge like hey this is a thing that happens in our tribe this is definitely not, like, real-life scenario, people. Just Let's just be clear on that. This is complete fiction. <laughs> Wait, werewolves and vampires aren't real? It's not real. <laughs> oh. But I think because they know about, like, the whole history and, like, oh, this is a thing that happens in our families. This is genetic. And that can happen? Yeah. Let's share these stories. Because they talk about, like, they have council meetings and stuff, so they must talk with one another about certain things and traditions that, true, you know, not everyone would know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's why I thought Billy wasn't a werewolf, but he knew about the whole transformation story, and that's why, like, he's been kind of on the side telling Bella, like, hey, Jacob can't hang out because of this. Mm-hmm. So Bella goes to the beach and decides to go cliff diving herself because she's upset. She is super smart. Well, she's upset about <laughs> not hearing Edward's voice, and she's also worried about Jacob. So she's like, I can still hear Edward's voice and kind of keep my mind off Jacob because I can't really do anything productive to help him out. Um, so she's climbing up these rocks, and she knows that if she was with Jacob, they would jump off this lower rock, and she somehow misses the path to go on the lower rock, so she ends up going on this higher rock. Mm-hmm. And Edward is in her head telling her not to do it. You know, this is dangerous, don't do this. And Bella's like, hmm, I noticed that the wind is stronger, but uh, it's fine. And she jumps, but she's caught by undercurrents, which is terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said this on our podcast before, but I told David that he's never allowed to whitewater rap because I've heard stories of people getting caught by undercurrents and, like, drowning, and that terrifies me. Yeah, I'm slightly hesitant to whitewater raft, mainly just because I don't want to hit rocks, like, hit my body against a rock. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I feel like that's significant, like, head trauma damage to your body, bruising. Yeah, I mean, you could really hurt yourself. But she... She just goes right for it. No one's around either, which I'm like, that's... This is just not smart on so many levels. Not smart. Now, if, if Bella if Bella happened to be an expert cliff diver, yeah. where she had done, you this know, done this multiple times, she does this every weekend, then maybe that's a different story. But you have never done anything like this, Bella. Yeah, and the fact that she doesn't even know to look at like the water conditions or the thing that's dangerous about undercurrents is that you can't really tell that there are undercurrents unless you know the area of water that you're in so Mm -hmm. if you're diving into an area of water that you've never been in before you should definitely have people with you yeah and she doesn't do that so then she's in the water and she's like oh it's cold and it's the water is black i can't really see the current is strong and i keep being spun around like i don't know what direction to swim in but she basically gets forced, like, the current forces her, like, against a rock and she hits it mm-hmm. and then 
She just kind of passes out. Down below she goes. I will say um, she kind of gives up because Edward is telling her, you know, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep swimming. And she knows that the way to get out of like an undercurrent or a riptide is to swim parallel to the beach. But she can't tell where the beach is or where anything is. And then she kind of gives up and she says that, you know, she doesn't know what happiness is anymore. So dying doesn't seem that bad, which I feel like the second you have this thought, you need to go to therapy because this is like suicidal, like ideation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, it's pretty, I don't know if I would have put right. that in a young adult book, but I digress. But that's where we are leaving off for this section. Literally leave off. So It's another cliffhanger that we leave off on, so. Yeah, you did a good job at dividing these chapters out. Uh, This was, I don't think this was intentional, <laughs> to be very honest. I think we just, like, we're like, okay, like, what do we need to do? How do we, like, section we're this We're like, off? this looks like the <laughs> correct amount of pages. Yeah, I think we were, like, thinking more about, like, paid, like, amount of pages that we would have to read, but. Yeah. I mean, I read this thing way faster than I thought I was going. To. Yeah, you you are loving this. All right, so I guess we should do our normal announcements at the end. Uh, we plugged our Patreon at the beginning of the show, but if you like what you hear and you want to support our podcast, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash/FiddleAndPipe. And for a reoccurring donation, you can get extra episodes and bloopers and outtakes and such. And you will be helping us support our podcast if you don't want to fund us with your hard-earned money you can do some good for free by rating and reviewing us on spotify apple podcasts and any other streaming service that allows you to do so and you can share our podcast with a friend and if you want to follow us on social media we are at phil and pipe on instagram we are also at cat flinch flute and at bm ross music on our personals if you want to follow us on facebook or at phil and pipe forum just check out our pages for updates yeah and next week we'll be reading more some more chapters of new moon we'll be uh reading 16 through 19 next week so rad tune in cool all right um and on that note we'll talk to y'all next week Bye. 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 Bye.